Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. This is Claudia's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. I had just moved to a new city and barely even knew where the grocery store was yet. When my car wouldn't start one morning, I didn't know who to ask about local shops. But I remembered a name from back home, O'Reilly Auto Parts. I called and they pointed me to a great mechanic just down the street. Now I feel a little more at home. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All-Hit Radio! Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. This is the X-Zone. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, the home of Relmar McConnell Media Company, the X-Zone Radio TV show, and, of course, the all-new X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. My guest this hour is Dave Spinks. He's been investigating the paranormal since 1986 in various aspects due to several experiences he had as a young man. He retired from over a 20-year career in the U.S. military and federal law enforcement in 2011. Since that time, he has been investigating the paranormal on a full-time basis. He has investigated some of the most notoriously haunted locations in the United States and even a few in Europe. He has also investigated numerous private residences and has witnessed some of the most hair-raising and the most unnerving things you can ever imagine while investigating the paranormal. Uh, he will also, from time to time, set up investigations for people to come with him and investigate various locations. His sole purpose in investigating the paranormal is to answer some of man's greatest questions. Is there life after death? Are we alone in the universe? And are there unknown creatures walking amongst us? 
he believes there is, and that alone, and that alone is his motivation. His website, www.davespinksparanormalinvestigator.com. And joining me now from the beautiful state of West Virginia is Dave Spinks. And Dave, welcome back to the X-Zone. How the heck are you? Hey, good, Rob. Thanks for having me on again. Always a great pleasure. Uh, what have you been up to lately? Oh, man, so much, so much. Uh, me and uh, the guys I work with, Sean Austin and David Weatherly, mm-hmm. we've been traveling the country doing our thing, and we just returned from a week-long trip, and we were invited to investigate Ripley's Believe It or Not in Panama City. And let me tell you, that was one of the most awesome experiences you could ever have as a paranormal investigator. Is it haunted? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't... I wouldn't say the building's haunted, but mm-hmm. the uh, the artifacts that are withheld within definitely have energy attached to them. You know, um, one example, they had a uh, what they called an executioner's table from uh, Africa. Wow. And, you know, you can imagine what went on on that table. It was a big round table made of wood, and there was actually an impression on it where so many heads had been laid and um, apparently chopped off. Um and we captured some really, really just intriguing evidence at that at, in that area of the museum. We captured. We were using what they call an SLS camera, and what it does is it maps out different things uh, using basically uh, an Xbox piece of equipment that will map you out as a person. Mm-hmm. And this has become. Um, it was created by Bill Chapel, who is a very well-known uh, paranormal device creator, and it maps out things using millions of these little laser dots, and it'll map out unknown things. It'll pick up things that you can't see with the human eye. Well, we were standing around this table, and we were getting some really crazy responses on a ghost box, and lo and behold, a stick figure appeared on that table as if it was kneeling down, getting ready to be executed, and as we were filming this, the thing kneeled down, laid on the table, and then its head disappeared. It was one of the craziest things I've ever experienced in, uh, in my 30 years of paranormal investigating. Holy cow. You know, I, I, I'm looking at a picture of you on Skype here, and you don't have any hair, and yet you say that it makes your hair stand up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got those little bitty hairs, Rob, <laughs> you, know, the, you know, on the back of your neck and yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah. I do have hair. I was just wearing a, a beanie in that picture, but... Uh, <laughs> I do have hair. I still keep it cut really short because, you know, law enforcement and military does that to you. (laughs) It sure does. So uh, did you have any other uh, interesting occurrences when you were at the museum? Oh, absolutely. Um, At one point, we were there for two days. It was And the people were really great. You know, they invited us down because some of their employees were experiencing paranormal activity, you know, seeing shadow figures that they couldn't explain, hearing voices. Um, so we went in for two days and, uh, two nights and investigated it and they actually have some artifacts from the Titanic there. Oh my God. And yeah. And we were using, um, a ghost box and they have an actual piece of coal, you know, that was used in the, uh, Titanic's boilers, giant Mm -hmm. boilers and some other items. And we were using a spirit box and we got references to coal and it was saying um ensign and different names that would right. be associated you you and i have to take a break we'll be right back exo nation dave spinks is our special guest this hour www.davespinksparanormalinvestigator.com 
This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and we'll be back on the other side as we continue from our broadcast center here in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Exxon Broadcast Network. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology Science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today, Know the Name, Know the Person, or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere, Florida. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine such as hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining rooms can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you visit, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic downtown Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, Old Florida cuisine at its best. If you're a seeker, don't miss the inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening. Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles shamanic counselor and indigenously trained dream decoder Sandra Cochran's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers throughout the Americas. Sandy's initiations across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt, combined with her knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth, influence her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private readings, sacred international journeys, a meditative CD, and her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate your earth walk 
and create a deeper connection to yourself. Find this and more at her website, starwalkervisions.com. ExoNation, whether you're a believer or whether you're a skeptic, join me Monday through Friday right here from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern on the Exxon Radio Show, celebrating its 26th year on air. And now we are the flagship's uh, show because we own the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Dave Spinks is our guest. Uh, Dave, uh, you were telling us about some of the... Uh, some of the articles that apparently were haunted in the Ripley's Museum. You told us about the executioner's table. And now, just before we went to the break, you started to tell us about a piece of coal that was actually from the Titanic. Yeah, it was. Uh, we were standing by this piece of coal and we were using a ghost box and we were getting direct responses talking about the Titanic, uh, the captain's name. Uh, Captain Smith was his last name and uh, talking about the coal. So it was very compelling stuff, you know, and it was a real pleasure to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. Not just anyone can go into Ripley's um, and do what we did there. So, you know, it was an honor to be asked to go down there and and do that investigation. What was it in in your past, Dave, for our listeners who may not have had the opportunity of hearing you the last time you were with us, to, to start to investigate the paranormal? Well, I had several experiences, Rob. I often talk about this. Um, the first one I've never really talked about, so I'm going to tell you that tonight real quick um, because I've been sitting on this, and you'll know why in one second. When I was uh, around 12 years old, um, I went with my grandfather. We used to, I used to relish in going camping and hunting and fishing with him. And one summer here in West Virginia, uh, my mom dropped me off to, to him. And he was all packed up and we were going on a weekend fishing trip. And we got to a place that one of our our favorite uh, spots on the what they call the Gauley River here in uh, South Central West Virginia. And long story short, we we set up, you know, we were getting our tent set up, collecting firewood and everything and starting to fish. And I, you know, I was we were kind of ribbing each other and and. I was talking trash saying I was going to be the one that caught the first fish and the biggest fish. Well, lo and behold, I caught the first fish and it was a nice, nice, uh, rainbow trout. Uh, it was like three pounds, you know, and that's a really nice trout for around here and just having a good old time, um, caught, caught our limit of fish and we kept fishing and throwing them back. Cause you know, we didn't want to get in trouble with the game warden. So <laughs> we kept, you know, throwing them back, but just having fun catching them. Well, it got to be around dusk where it just started to get dark. And so we said, well, let's go ahead and get our fire going and grab something to eat before we get ready to go to bed. Well, we, we ate like, you know, we cooked up some of the fresh trout we caught and had fried potatoes, just, just gorged ourselves having a great old time. And we were sitting there relaxing and out of nowhere, Rob, a giant splash happened out in the middle of the river. I mean, it was humongous. We both stood up in our chair. We're looking at each other, trying to figure out what it was. We didn't see anything in the water. And I'm asking my grandpa, you know, what was that? What was that? And he's like, I don't know, son. Maybe just a branch fell out of the tree. But 
let me tell you, you know, this, this happened out in the middle of the river and this river at this point is a hundred yards across and there's no trees that hang out that far. So we looked around, we didn't see anything. And grandpa said, well, maybe a big rock rolled off of the, um, you know, off the side of the mountain and went into the water, but there was no evidence to that anywhere. So we kind of got calmed down after a few minutes and we sat down and out of nowhere, you can hear something fly through the trees. And I look and I see this enormous boulder come flying through the trees and splash in the water again. And right after it hit the water, we both jumped up again. And by this time I'm, I'm scared out of my wits and you hear this blood curdling, roaring scream. Like you can't even imagine. And I'm looking at him and he has a scared look on his face. And that scared me even more because you're talking about a world war two vet who stormed the beaches at Normandy and he's not scared of nothing. And he's a 40, a preacher for 40 years. So he immediately ran for the tent, grabbed his shotgun because he thought somebody was across the other side of the river screwing around with us. Yeah. And he's hollered, you know, he yelled at him. He said, Hey, you guys knock it off or I'll shoot, you know? And, you know, he's just thinking, we're both thinking some people are over there messing with us. And then that thing roars again. And he said, get to the truck boy. And I ran over and I'm hiding by the truck and he fires off a shot in that general direction. And I, I look over there around the truck and I see what I can only describe as a giant hairy creature tearing through the woods, screaming and hollering and carrying on and making the most God awful racket you can imagine. And he shoots again in that direction. And he comes running to me and says, get in the truck. And he grabs me and pretty much throws me in the truck. And he said, that's not of God, son. We're getting out of here. And he peels out of there. Wow. And that was that that's a long story short, but that's the the gist of it. And he, you know, on the way home, I'm hiding my head in my hands, scared Mm -hmm. to death, hoping to God we get out of there. And that's one of the reasons I do what I do today, Rob, because of that. And then one of the other stories I tell about my other grandfather that I saw, you know, his ghost. But um, I've never told that story. That's the first time I've told it because I've been sitting on it because my grandfather I'm referring to just died this past year. I'm sorry. And I promised I would never talk about it, you know. Sure. And he never talked about it, too. So um, and I'm coming out with it now. So I wanted to. Do it on your show first. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Listen, what was what was your first investigation like as a as a full blown paranormal investigator? Um, it was really uh you know <laughs> kind of fumblina you know fumbling around uh, trying to understand what I was doing. Um, I first started using the old cassette recorders, the big ones, cassette tape recorders with the plug in microphone, and I would go around when we would go on vacations to really cool places. Because I was an Air Force brat and my, you know, we got to travel a lot. So we would always go on family vacations and go to some really cool uh, Native American site, ancient sites and whatnot. And I had saw a guy named Hans Holzer uh, on in search of doing EVP recording. So I got me a recorder and I was doing the same thing, trying to capture EVPs. And that was as a young man, you know, I was 16 back then. In your opinion, what is what is the most compelling evidence that you yourself, Dave, have seen or witnessed to prove to you beyond a shadow of a doubt that <laughs> ghosts are real? 
Well, that's a good question, Rob. And um, one of the things that I, you know, one of the things that's happened to me that I just have to say is has to be paranormal in nature is me and David Weatherly were at this hotel. It was a famous joint that some of the big time mobsters used to hang out of, hang out of up in Indiana called the Rhodes Hotel, and it was a bordello and a and a speakeasy way back way back when and we were doing a ghost box session in there we stayed in this place for a week and weatherly was on the ghost box in this bathroom where they say they have a lot of activity and i went in there to take another piece of equipment to him and as i bent over to set it down on the floor a force hit me felt like a mac truck and i stumbled backwards and it went right through me and I felt real dizzy and disoriented, and he said, man, what happened? And I said, I don't know. Something just hit me. He said, you better sit down. You don't look right. And he asked the box, what did you do to Dave? And it said, I hit him, ha, 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 like that. And he said, what did you hit him with? And it said, a shovel. Well, about three, four minutes later, I kept feeling this tickling on my head, and I reached up on my head and pulled back blood. I was bleeding from the head, and I had a big knot and a gash on my head. And several people saw this. It wasn't just us two. It was several other people there for a, a public event that was going on. And there's no other way to describe this, you know, other than being paranormal in nature because I didn't hit my head on anything. It was in the middle of a room. And what else are you going to call it? I mean, I mean, that's what happened. And, you know, I have pictures of it. I have video of it, the whole nine yards. And that's just one of many things I've experienced over my years. Uh, I've seen shadow figures. I've caught shadow figures on tape, on video. I've caught some of the strangest light anomalies you can ever, you know, imagine that are morphing into what looks like a human torso. And and uh, and just that's just a few of many many things. So I know there's something to it. Just like I talk about with my grandfather, you know, uh, my other grandfather. I've seen many, many uh, things that I can't explain, and it, 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 there's no scientific explanation for some of these things. Mm. How do you deal with skepticism? Because I'm sure you come across people who who don't share the same oh, yeah. enthusiasm there's, there's as you. There's always yeah. skeptics uh, in this, Rob. Um, but until you have actually experienced some of these things, uh, most of these people that are skeptics, they've never experienced anything that they could truly say they feel is of the unknown or in paranormal nature. So, you know, and the longer you do this type of thing, and unless you've had these experiences, you're not as open to it. You know, that people are closed minded you have to be open minded. And most of the time you have to have had some kind of off the wall experience that you just can't explain to not be a skeptic. Uh, I guess how, how much does the fact that you want to believe that you are a believer that you get a bit of an adrenaline rush when you're doing an investigation. How much of this plays into the actuality of the investigation itself? Well, it you know, it depends. I mean, it depends what you're looking for. There's a lot of people out there that do investigate that do this simply because they want to get a rush. Mm -hmm. um, for myself personally, I do it because I'm trying, I'm seeking answers for myself. I'm looking for some type of proof of some of these things, as I talk about on my website that you read, you know, I'm looking for, is there, is there life after death? Is there unknown creatures walking among us? You know, yeah. for me, it's all about 
seeking answers and each each to his own you know we all have our own reasons we do this and yes i do get an adrenaline rush when i get something truly that i truly think is paranormal in nature such as an evp in a room when i'm the only person in there or even in the building and i ask a question and i get a response and i play it back on a digital recorder or or a magnetic tape and it's answering my question um that's very compelling to me you know how do you explain that it's very hard to explain and I get a rush from that. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. But what about some of the new research that is coming out from the parapsychology side that that is actually saying that what is being actually heard on the tape could be projected there by the person who is doing the EVP? Absolutely, yeah. And that's a good point. There, you know, there's all kinds of... Um, studies going on with that with you know our own brain people you know they say human human beings do not understand the potential of our brain and that's true i agree with that i I think it's definitely possible you know there's stories out there all around the world of people being able to uh, levitate or project things and make things happen and I, i think that's all part of the paranormal world you know um that's amazing to me if we can do that as humans and we can unlock those potential powers that we have within us. Wow, that's that's another whole aspect that I'm very open to. Listen, you and I have got to take a break. Please stand by. Dave, always great having you on the show. Thanks for taking time to join us tonight. Exonation. Yes, sir. My pleasure. Our guest this hour is Dave Spinks. Now, here's his website, www.davespinksparanormalinvestigator.com. And Dave and I will be back talking more about paranormal as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. 
Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention, specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration, and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at... Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. Dave Spinks is our special guest this hour, www.davespinksparanormalinvestigator.com. Uh, in, in, a, in a bit of a communication that you know, I have had over the last uh, couple of uh, days, Dave, you were telling me that you and your, your people are, are investigating a Bigfoot sighting? Oh, yeah, multiple. Um, right here in West Virginia, Rob, over the last couple of years, there's been like a, a mass wave of Bigfoot sightings by credible people, and I've really been delving into it. Um, numerous reports of various people seeing Sasquatches all over this county and all over the state, really. Right. Uh, but there's a, there's a particular concentration that I am looking into heavily at this time, and in uh, numerous reports, and and in the general area in the surrounding counties, I've probably collected over 50 reports in the last year alone. And these people, you know, what, what's compelling about it is these are good country uh, people, you know, 
they wouldn't make up something like this and because you know they have a reputation as well uh and they pride themselves on telling the truth and whatnot and plus they don't want to be um ridiculed you know uh, if you will on seeing these things but they want to know some of them are outright frightened at what they've seen and experienced and some are seeking answers just like me and i've been doing a lot of work here in the area trying to get down to the nitty-gritty of it and find out what's going on here. Based on the investigation that you've been doing, uh, what is your conclusion? Well, I mean, right now I'm at the point where um, I've ruled out, you know, probably 95% or better of the, you know, of these reports as being not hoaxes, Mm -hmm. you know. So um, I've got photographs of strange foot footprints uh even got a few hair samples and and more and some compelling um game camera images um unfortunately it's it's so weird with these bigfoot sightings uh or as they call it here in west virginia the west virginia stone man there's many names the yahoo there's many names for it here and it goes all the way back to the cherokee native american tribes uh in this area for thousands of years um you know i've it's just very compelling. Uh, all these different folks, you know, some are missing a uh, small game from their land, like such as chickens and whatnot come up, uh, torn apart. Even a few dogs have been, uh, mutilated and killed and they don't know what's doing it. And they report hearing these strange screams, just like the story I told from way back when I've heard these, you know, I've heard those screams they're talking about, uh, even got a few audio recordings and some of these people are very, very scared uh, what's going on in this area at this time. As you know, Dave, there's a, there's a TV show that, um, that is promoting the fact that they want to go out and kill a Bigfoot to prove that Bigfoot exists. <laughs> How do you feel about this kind of TV programming? Well, I think it sends the wrong message. Personally, this is my opinion and my opinion only. Um, if they're, you know, I know what I saw as a young man. Um, I would, I would definitely call what I saw any, by any other name, a Sasquatch mm-hmm. or a Bigfoot. And I think that simply just killing one to have proof of it would be the wrong thing to do. There's other ways to go about it. You know, if, if you can use big game dart guns that will knock down an elephant per se, you know, if you really want to capture one and that's the case, I, I suggest that would be the proper route to go. Not, not just kill one to kill one to have a specimen. That's that's against what I believe in. How come there hasn't think, been? How come with all the technology we have today, that there hasn't been conclusive proof yet that Bigfoot is that, real? Yeah, that's a very good question, Rob. I ask myself the same thing. You know, you have all these sightings, you have all this stuff going on, but there's never been a body uh, captured or found or anything yet. Um, and a lot of folks, you know, I don't know, I'm kind of on the fence with this one myself, but a lot of folks feel that these Bigfoots or Sasquatch, whatever you, whatever name you want to call them, uh, are some type of interdimensional creature that they pop in and out because there's many reports people will follow, you know, see them follow the foot track trail and they go behind a tree and they simply disappear. The tracks stop and everything. So there's some, there's some theories out there that say there's some type of interdimensional creature and, you know, there's several different rounds. Some say they're uh, some type of alien race. Who knows? I mean, that's that's why we do what we do. You know, we're looking for answers to these things. And mm-hmm. why, why are they here? What are they doing here? And what do they want? 
So where do you think the next big step in paranormal investigating is going to come from? What do you think the next the next discovery is going to be all about? I, I don't know. You know, there's what, what intrigues me is, you know, they're talking of proof of uh, parallel dimensions and everything like that. And I think the scientific community as a whole needs to come together to try to make strides and do different things to try to push all this to the next level to try to document and and recreate some of these things scientifically to prove that they're really there and it's really going on. And it's not just uh, some mind mm -hmm. trick that humans can do that we just don't realize the potential of our brains yet like we were talking about earlier in yeah. the show. How about new technology? Is there new technology that's coming out that is that is being proven to be an asset to investigators like yourself and those that you investigate with? Oh, absolutely. Technology is growing so exponentially, uh, Rob. It's amazing. Um, just in the camera side of things, you know, with the thermals and uh, the, the infrared and the full spectrum cameras, you know, it's enabling us to see in aspects that the human eye just cannot see in. And that's a huge help in itself. And that's just a small, small tip of the iceberg when it comes to this type of technology that's being developed daily. Hmm. Uh, you were mentioning a, a spirit box or a ghost box. How does that work? A ghost box, um, what it does, there's many different kinds. They they first started, you know, with uh, folks like Frank Sumption and many, many others. That and and it, and it goes way back to Edison. Actually, you know, he had one. He had a invention uh, called the spirit phone, and the plans for this thing mysteriously disappeared, and no one can seem to find them. And there's a lot of talk and scuttlebutt around the community of the government took those, you know, and hit them. And for specific reasons that they say it possibly really worked, you know. But a ghost box works by it scans through radio stations, hundreds of channels a second. It creates a white noise. And the theory is that the spirits can utilize that white noise and that energy to communicate with us. And it's one of my favorite tools, to be honest, mm -hmm. because I've got full direct uh, sentences in response to some, uh, to questions I've asked. And it's pretty amazing that, and then, and the responses are factual and intelligent responses to my question. Such as, well, um, like I would ask on one occasion, I, you know, I would ask what was your name and it would give me their name and I would ask it to repeat its name and it would give me the first and last name. And I, and I can back that up in factual information based off of the locations and the deaths at that location. That's one instance of many, many, many. <laughs> why do why do paranormal investigators do ghost investigations at nighttime? Couldn't they do the ghost investigations <laughs> during the day as well? Like that, That's a great question, yeah. Rob. Um, you don't have to do them at night. Um, I think the night the night factor makes it more creepy for folks and it, it entails a lot to the folks that are thrill seeking. I've done many investigations during the day. Me and David Weatherly did Antietam battlefield during the day and got some great stuff. But one of the things at night is when you use like an infrared camera or a full spectrum camera, it will pick up things in the night that your human eye cannot see. So that's a lot of times why, you know, some of the more professional investigators do them at night because those cameras can see at night when the human eye cannot, and they will pick up things that the human eye cannot see. What about these new FLIR technology cameras? Are they any use? Oh, absolutely. Uh, we use one all the time. 
Um, they see uh, in heat. They pick up heat signatures. Um, you can look through heavy brush with them and and see the you know the outline of a of a living animal. And they're they're awesome. They really really work well, and they work well indoors as well as outdoors. So you you know I've caught some really compelling stuff on the FLIR cameras, and you can check that out on uh, some of our videos on the Society of the Supernatural YouTube page and the Real Supernatural uh, YouTube uh, page. So in your opinion, as an investigator of the paranormal who's been doing this for 30-some-odd years, is it better to do the investigation at night or during the day, or is it just the preference of the investigation team? It's totally up to your preference. Uh, I prefer to do, I do prefer to do them at night just for the fact that we can utilize those cameras uh, much better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it gives us more tools to use during the investigation. But you can do them at any time. Some of these locations are more active during the day. Take old prisons, for example. Most of the exam, you know, most of the activity occurred during the day, during normal hours. That's when the hustle and bustle of the prison would go down and many people were stabbed, killed, whatever. And that's when that negative energy occurs and residual energy occurs, you know, of those tragic incidents. So, yeah, you can do it any time of the day. It doesn't matter, day or night. Exonation Dave Spinks is our guest, www.davespinksparanormalinvestigator.com. Demonic uh, possession, demonic entities, is evil real? <laughs> Another good question, Rob. Yeah, I, I, you know, this comes into your personal belief system, and um, I know for a fact people are evil, and I know for a fact, from you know my personal experience, there is evil out there. Um, demonic, actual demonic possessions in my opinion, are few and far between, but I, I do believe that they do occur uh, on occasion. Have you had an experience with a, a demonic entity or, or something or someone who has been possessed by an evil spirit? Yeah, I, I believe I've seen a couple of instances when someone was really uh, had a really, really bad demonic, excuse me, demonic oppression. And uh, I had witnessed a actual exorcism many years ago, and it was one of the scariest things I've ever seen in my life. And when someone's talking in other languages, such as Latin, and they're speaking backwards, and their their body's contorting in ways that the human body cannot contort, yeah, I would chalk that up as a demonic possession or oppression. Just going back to something that you were talking about earlier, how things can attach to uh, to articles such as the attachments that you and your team discovered at the Ripley's Museum. If somebody goes out yeah. to a flea market or to an antique auction, is it possible that they could be bringing something <laughs> home with them as well? Oh, yeah, I believe that uh, absolutely 100%. Um, I've had many people you know, that I've dealt with who had bought something used or whatever at a flea market or an antique store or whatever the case might have been, uh, report to me that when they bought that item and brought it home, they start having strange, uh, experiences in their house. And, uh, you know, many, many crazy things happened on a lot of these cases and they usually end up getting rid of the item. Um, you know, giving it to someone like John Zaffis or someone who said, Hey, please, please take this for me because I, I don't want this anymore. This ever since we bought this. And in a lot of, and in a lot of cases, you know, they, they have someone come in and bless their home and 
cleanse their home and themselves and get rid of the article and uh, the activity ceases. All right, stand by, my friend. You and I have to take our final break for this hour. Exonation Dave Spinks is our guest. And uh, once again, if you'd like to contact Dave, all you have to do is go to his website at www.davespinksparanormalinvestigator.com. This is the Exon. I am Rob McConnell. Send me your emails, your comments, your thoughts. If you'd like to have a special guest on, one simple address, exxon at exxonradiotv.com. And we're coming to you right around the world on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? I'm Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and on The Secret to Everything, we will merge the practical with open investigation into all realms of the mysterious. We will talk to cutting-edge alternative health practitioners, those who inspire and motivate you in business and life, and of course, we will share stories of the paranormal, conspiracy, and cryptozoology. You will transform because of the frequency I carry, the frequencies my guests carry. 
Life may never be the same after you listen to this program. For the secret to everything is for you, the listener, for those who desire more in every area of their lives and believe that it can still be found. Listen and discover thesecrettoeverything.com. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Dave Spinks is our guest. Dave Spinks, ParanormalInvestigator.com. Hey, Dave, what did you think about the latest... um, Ghostbuster movie with the four ladies and their, I don't know if it was a male or female secretary. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, that's Hollywood, Rob. You know, it is what it is. Um, I think I have a lot of female friends that are in the paranormal world, and I think it is a little bit one-sided toward the males. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, Hollywood tried to portray the women in that film and give the women that are in this field um, some kudos. And, you know, the movie's a movie. I mean, I didn't particularly like the movie. I thought the first one was way better. But, you yeah. know, it's it's Hollywood. It is what it is. Tell me, in your opinion, where is the most haunted place in America? Oh, man, there's... Oh, that's, or get, that's get, one of those catch Give me a bunch of them. <laughs> give me a bunch of them. Give me, the, give me, in your opinion, the top three. Okay, the top, my top three, uh, definitely uh, Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum in, in West, in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, many, many deaths there. Tons of bad energy uh, there uh, with the uh, bad medical practices that went on in the old days. Another one is Waverly Hills in Kentucky. Uh, really, really crazy. Um, Octagon Hall in Kentucky is another one I've been to that is really nuts with activity. And they, they have stuff going on there daily. You know, one of the guys that runs it sends us, you know, candles blowing out on its own. And they've got it on video. Just many, many things. There's so many. I mean, it's hard to pinpoint. But those are probably my top three that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, and there's many, many more that just have some insane activity. Why do the spirits or the ghosts hang around? Why don't they, why don't they leave the place for example, Waverly Hills, you know, why, why do they want to stay there? I, you know, it's one of my personal opinions, you know, and, and this as well, you know, everything in the world is made up of energy of some sort. And sometimes when bad things happen, I personally feel that that energy is imprinted on that particular building or even on the land itself. And Sometimes you get a residual haunt where it plays over like a movie, you know, over and over again. 
And other times it's an intelligent energy that stays there for what reason we just don't understand yet. Maybe it has unfinished business or, you know, it has some kind of vengeance in mind. I don't know, but you know, you run into these things and that's, it's one of the things we're trying to figure out. Why is this still going on? What is causing this? You know, it's, it's one of the, one of the ultimate questions that we're seeking answers to. And, that's what motivates us to do what we do and, you know, travel the country and even other locations in the world trying to figure these things out. But is there a possibility, Dave, that with all the different people who are who are going to these different places and basically turning uh, the the haunted location into a freak show, is it, isn't yeah. it possible that this can be felt or seen as disrespecting those who have departed us? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can say, you know, there's many ways to look at this. I think if you go to a location and you are respectful and you're there with good intent and you're really there to try to communicate with some of these entities Mm -hmm. and you're just trying to find answers, you know, that's one way. But there's other folks that go out there and they, you know, it's all a party to them and they're thrill-seeking and they're disrespectful, you know, um, it's a shame that we have that type of thing going on, but you know, it's all with moral belief system, what you believe and how you act and how you carry yourself in my personal opinion. And, you know, if we could get more people to do that and be more respectful, yeah, I think that's the way to go with it. If somebody is listening to you for the first time tonight here on the show, Dave, and, and you've sparked their interest like you always do whenever you're on the show, where would you suggest they go to learn how to be a credible, respectful, paranormal investigator? What should they do? I I would say go with a a team of people that have been doing this a while, who are um, respected in the field, per se, um, that have a good reputation. And, you know, it's all starts with baby steps. You know, you got to keep your eyes open and your mouth shut and just listen to what they say Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, take baby steps. Learn one thing at a time and you'll develop your own methods of investigating from there and and just you know take it easy and have fun and learn when you and your team go out to do an investigation and how do you protect yourselves from not bringing back an unwanted guest with you home <laughs> a good excellent question rob um you know we it goes back to your personal belief system what you believe in spiritually and what you believe in will protect you as far as if you're a christian or a Buddhist or whatever the case may be, you know, you use those protection prayers and some people use amulets, some use, um, shamanic tradition. You know, it just depends what your personal beliefs is, belief system is. And that's how we do our thing. But sometimes it doesn't always work. Let me tell you that this can be dangerous. Um, many, many things have happened, uh, over the years that I can't explain. Things have followed me home. I've had strange experiences at at my house after doing a really negative location. So I also try to tell folks that, that it's not all fun and games in this. You know, people have become possessed from doing this. People have had really, really bad luck after doing some of these investigations. And and some people have even died, you know, so it's not all fun and games. Like you think you see people think they watch TV and you know, that's how it's done. Well, let me tell you something. When you see a TV show, it's a TV show. It's not really the real deal as far as what true investigators do. And you're there for many, many hours and you might have 10 minutes, a flurry of uh, activity go on and then nothing for 12 more hours. 
you just never know what you're going to get doing this stuff. What do you think is the biggest misconception that the public has when it comes to investigating the paranormal? Oh, most people think um, that you're going to go to a place and you're going to see a ghost like you would see on a movie or on TV walk up to you and sit down and you can have coffee with them or something. You know, <laughs> that's that's one of the misconceptions. It just doesn't work like that. You know, um, you're lucky if you ever capture anything on camera. I've been doing this 30 years now. And, you know, my my good buddy, David Weatherly, he's got 40 years in. And, you know, we may have got five things on camera that we can say is really something there, you know, uh, and it just doesn't happen like you'd see in the TV or the movies, hmm. you know. What is the biggest difference? Is it the time factor? Well, they think that, you know, a lot of people say, and even some scientists that are on the fence with this say that they believe spirits move at a different speed than we do. Um, they move really, really fast. They're like in a different time frame than, than we live. So it's very hard to capture them on mm -hmm. a, on a, some type of video equipment, you know, and, and I've seen things that, you know, at various locations that look like an apparition, but they are moving at really, really fast speed. You'll see them for a quick second. You know, a lot of people, most people have seen something out of the, I call it out of the corner of your eye effect. You know, you see a shadow or something, but you look and then it's not there and you have, you know, you can feel something there, but you can't really see it. You know, that's, that's, that goes along with all that. What are your final thoughts for the listeners of the explanation tonight when it comes to the paranormal? Um, you know, I just, uh, I believe there's something to it. You know, obviously I've been doing this for long enough that 30 years, you know, I'm still pursuing answers and still seeking answers to my questions. And I've caught enough stuff mm -hmm. to make me realize that there is something else out there. Um, even when it comes to ghosts, UFOs and, and unknown creatures, man, there's a lot, there's just too many reports of all these different things and too many people's experiences you know, law enforcement officers, military members, you name it, high profile people, people that would never say this stuff unless they've truly felt there was, it was something unknown because they have a reputation, you know, to uphold and they are risking their reputation by going out in the public and saying they experienced this, that, or the other. Mm -hmm. And that's what motivates me to keep doing it along with my own experiences. How many members do you take on an investigation with you uh, on your team? Oh, I just it's just me, uh, David Weatherly, and Sean Austin. It's us three. We call ourselves Society of the Supernatural. And we also do our own individual things, but we come together mm -hmm. to do these really, uh, you know, crazy uh, locations and cases that people call us with, and we come together and do it as a team. Do you guys use, a, we do, do you guys use a psychic or a medium uh, during your investigations? Oh, yeah, we've experimented with um, psychics and mediums and also remote viewers. Um, we've used some remote viewers and got some really excellent responses. Um, you know, they've walked us through a location and had no clue where we were at. So, you know, we try to do as many different things as possible to try to help us uh, get to the bottom of some of these things. Amazing. Uh, listen, uh, as always, whenever you're with us, time flies so fast, Dave. How can people <laughs> learn about you and how can they contact you if they have a problem uh, at their home or if they would just like to learn more about the paranormal? 
Oh, just go to my website. You mentioned it, www.davespinksparanormalinvestigator.com. You can go to Society of the Supernatural's Facebook page, mm -hmm. Real Supernatural's Facebook page. We have many ways to get in touch with us. If you have anything you want to share or you need help, you know, if you're having strange happenings going on at your home, get in touch with us and maybe we'll come out and check it out for you. Sounds like a plan. Dave, thanks so much for joining us. Always great talking to you and you be careful out there. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate you having me on tonight. Be good, my man. Exonation, our guest this hour has been Dave Spinks. And if you'd like to contact Dave uh, for questions on the paranormal, or maybe you'd like to uh, talk to Dave about an occurrence or a paranormal experience that you're having or you've had, once again, his website is www.davespinksparanormalinvestigator.com. I'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Don't forget, you can always send an email to me, exxon at exxonradiotv.com. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. We did it. We time-traveled to yesterday. Wait, Progressive covers us 24-7, but we just created an eight-day week, and it's 24-7 coverage, not 24-8. We gotta go back. Are you joking right now? Shh, I'm calling them. Hi, I have a question about time travel. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations.